Welcome to episode 147 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about youth curriculum and being in Christ first. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody Who's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. I'm Danny, the host and children's craft specialist of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people are looking to find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. What up, Caleb? What up, this homie? Is ed- this is edgier 2021. We're going to dive oh, have in. have we not done one since? No, we have. Oh. I was... we're, we're just trying wow. out new personas while we're here. This is already. edgier. This is a real, there's going to be a skateboarder. If you're on the uh, YouTube, he's just going to go across and it's going to be edgier. It's going to be fantastic. Are you editing this one? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> just put up a file. Why do you want things found. to be edgier? Because it's, it's, I'm feeling raw. 2021. 2020 and one. That's what's called and one. 2021. Just same as that basketball gear, like and one basketball gear. It's going to be the same thing. 2021. 2021. Isn't it weird that we don't say that? Like, like when it was the year 2000, Mm -hmm. people were like, oh, 2000. But like, and then it was like 2001, 2000. But then it just became like. 2020, 2019, right. 2019. You know, like, why'd that change? It's easier to say, I think. I agree. Hey, all of us are still waiting on the year 3000. Now, I've heard not much has changed, but we live underwater. <laughs> and your great, great, great granddaughter is doing fine. No. <laughs> the sad part is that I, like, didn't get it at first. Mm-hmm. It's a slow burn. And yeah, it is a very slow burn. What the heck was up with that song? Hey, Jonas Brothers. Hey, Jonas Brothers. We live in the year 3000. I, the first time I heard I that song, even I, I was thinking it. like, what, what? What? None of this makes sense. because they're wacky about? and cool and hip. They can sing about whatever they want. And well, now they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It it was a big deal back then, and we'll, we'll we'll get into this a little bit a little bit later in the show. But like their their whole they were open about their their like purity rings and all that. And every a youth pastor in America went, "Thank God the heartthrobs are uh, not having sex and all that." And and mm-hmm. then it just turns out they're like, "Nah, we were lying." We were and lying. there was a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> I think you might actually might actually be correct on that one, but like. Yeah, oh, surely not, they do. It's cocaine. not unheard of. So, if you got whoops. to at least like tried it, I wouldn't be surprised. It's weird watching your childhood. Are, were they fall. supposed to be Christians? Not Christians, but they were kind of the good children uh, of Hollywood. They're like, yeah, all of us have purity rings, and we're waiting till marriage, and then they're like, mm, kind of. Which was always really. It was. It was just. It was a weird time. Yeah, because. You were never. I was never positive as 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 youth pastors. Like, can I bring them up? Is it cool to bring them up? Should I bring them up? Because they were kind of that. I mean, they were popular, but they right. w- weren't popular. Do you know what I mean? They 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 were popular to a very specific demographic of twelve to thirteen year old girl. Um, 
Come on, there are some eleven-year-olds too. You're right. <laughs> I mean, they 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 kind of did the songs about, hey, I'll date you, girl, but just we'll hold hands, you know, or something. Yeah. And it was all because I respect you. Yeah, like I respect you emotionally. That's why we're holding hands. You see, you know, or something. Just really weird. Wow, that was yeah. good. You remember this is another like Nick mm-hmm. they were Disney Channel, right? Yes. Remember the Nickelodeon like boy band? Wasn't even like a full boy band, but mm-hmm. the Naked Brothers band? Uh no. You don't remember them? That was I was too old for that. Also, it what? seemed weird to be watching something called But you the Naked didn't Brothers hear about band. it? I heard about it, but I didn't I honestly like haven't listen. thought about them in years and I kind of just want to pull them up on Spotify real nope, quick. Nope, don't do that. We can't can't do that. I'm not going to play it. I just Um so like see. um I wasn't sure how to find out information about them. Mm-hmm. Because as far as search engine optimization goes, yeah, I can't really Google the Naked Brothers band <laughs> without having to weed through. And what's funny is that they were like pages of things I don't want to they see. They were popular. Like, it is kind of a weird name. The Naked Brothers Band. Right. But it was, like, popular for, like, people my age when I was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. And I only remember Just them for, like, a brief amount internet? of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it was Nickelodeon. Your budding sexuality. <laughs> and then there was... There was... Um, I can't even remember. That's terrible. Uh, Big Time Rush. That's what it is. Uh, 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 no. That's... Uh, 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 uh. I guess. Sure. <laughs> that that was all after my like, time. That was why are all... we talking about Boy Man? How did know. we even get here? We have like we actual things Jonas to talk Brothers. about. No, I... Who was my... I didn't really have the... The band... Actually, I didn't have a Nickelodeon growing up, so I didn't r- r- exactly When did Nickelodeon have... come around? No, no, I just didn't have it. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, is it we really were that new? Poor, not old. <laughs> uh. We didn't pay for cable. Actually, uh, it was always a treat to go over to someone's house and watch uh, the things on a Nickelodeon, right? Because it, and I'd have to sneak and turn on "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Uh, because back then it, it it was a scary show for kids. It was absolutely scary, but. Um, you know, if I watch it now, it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of like Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. The older that you get, the dumber it gets. Like it, Whoa. old man Smithers, yeah, is the man. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, you can the man. not this Scooby Doo like that because that is my TV show. It's a good show, but it's very formulaic. Mark my words, I w- I would love to like make like a live action like actually good Scooby Doo TV show. Oh, I'm like they made one starring Freddie Prince uh, Prince Jr. Like a Netflix series? Could you imagine? Ugh. But like an edgy but it's Netflix. Like a, like... It's like a real one where like Scooby doesn't actually talk, but he's just like the goofy dog. But he's like he's just a dog. <laughs> Dude, where Fred uses the f word frequently because it's Netflix and they think they yeah. have to. And he's played by some really cute boy actor. That still, falls Freddie in Prince Jr. is still gonna do it. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Caleb, (laughs) we have actual stuff I want to talk about. Caleb, I want to talk about children's ministry for a little bit. Because here's here's what happened. I was teaching on Sunday, uh, children's ministry. Yes. And I'm going to be honest. I took the the content that our church uses, and I said, well, I ain't teaching that, uh, and kind of took parts of it. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about responsibility all month. And so... 
um, the 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 teaching. It was essentially t- to share. That was kind of the whole point. It was talking about the parable of of the old man who. Um, filled his barn because he's a good farmer he filled his barn so he's like I'll make a bigger barn and fill that one and, yeah. and then he died and then he died and then he just died and it's just like wow okay so first of all I'm having to teach that to kids so I'm trying to figure out like hey kids if you don't share the Lord will take you you know like what <laughs> but um, I I taught it on the angle that I think scripture is teaching it as take things and use them to the glory of God and that means there are times that we give up stuff to be responsible to the things we have. Right. Right. And that's a good teaching. And to be honest, I was kind of on, I thought I was on fire the whole time and, mm-hmm. and just totally nailing it. Cool. And so at, at the end, I was telling him a story of if I ever, um, if I have a perfect PB&J sandwich. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the perfect bread, the perfect kind of a... A mix of peanut butter to 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 jelly and and just how perfect that it is, right? And then mom gives carrots and celery, and you're like, oh, so good. And then the cheese thing, and there's a Swiss roll in there also. It's just like it's the perfect perfect, perfect lunch, lunch. Per- just so good. It's it's kind of the thing that you get to the lunchroom, you open it up, and everyone else goes, oh, what? I see that. And then. If a friend or even not a friend comes and sits down and they're sad because they don't have a lunch, then to honor God, to glorify God, it's important to, at a minimum, to share, to take care of those that are in a need because everything we have is a gift from God, right? Right. Okay. Great message. I thought it was fantastic. I connected. It was awesome. Kid raises their hand and I'm like, yes, question. What about coronavirus, though? Should we still stay? Uh, sh- should we still st- uh, give up some of our food? Mm-hmm. And That's a valid I just, question. I, I was mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm going home. I don't care. This is the first service. <laughs> coronavirus is stupid. Thank you for invalidating a thing I thought was a pretty banging sermon. Like, thank. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for. Thank you for your. Hey, hey, coronavirus, you suck. You suck so much. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Don't. And then someone, like, I was telling someone this story after, and they said, oh, yeah, and peanut butter, too. You want to be very careful. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about that one. I'm like, they, y'all knew what I was, you know. You know Instead, what I mean? Instead, it needs to be a prepackaged Lunchable that doesn't have any peanut product in it. Or actual meat. Yeah. That's they're gross. Lunchables? Lunchables are gross. I'm at a lunchable in forever. You're probably right. Because they're gross. No, but like it it was just like what <laughs> it was such a good thing that I was like, that's a good question. And I don't have an answer. So let's just break up into our small groups. And I think that's actually what I said. I it's not how to handle that. I didn't do that great, but that is where I was at. It's like right. Yeah, sure. Why not? Don't You're right, just, Jimmy. All right. Because coronavirus, I'm going to let Johnny just die. Whatever. That's fine. Bye, Johnny. Nice to know you. Bye. Um, Sorry you're hungry, but you know, my but food's you got might, germs. But I you am. might get coronavirus. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. But the Swiss rolls are prepackaged. Sucks. Can't have dessert before dinner, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Swiss rolls are so good. Swiss rolls are amazing. 
And also zebra cakes. Which are functionally Swiss rolls. <laughs> it's the same thing. But it's in a different it's shape. It's a zebra cake. It does. And it's it freaking different. Good. I'm with you. But also Christmas cakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, this time of year, they have Will You Be My Valentine cakes. Which, again, they're all the same. In this, like. Just a different shape. Yeah, those are the same. Like a zebra cake. All the yeah, those are the uh-huh. same. It's just uh, just debating the di- shape. It's just a different, different. Shape. different <laughs> no, shape. nope. Just how shape. dare you? Shape. No, that's actually not true because eh. Christmas cakes have sprinkles on them. That actually helps a lot. It's very good. But I, I'm addicted to zebra cakes. They're very good. I'm with you. Anyways, so <laughs> so I I've been having this problem through through kids many kids ministry curriculum though. Right. So all right. I want to talk a little bit. Kids ministry. I'm a kids ministry. I've been in student ministry. Mm-hmm. You've been a kid. Right. You've been I've a student. Been a yes. Are in student ministry. I actually don't think this last part applies to your current student ministry, but I've noticed, and back me up if this is true or not, a good amount of like children's or student ministry content tends to just be low-key moralism. Uh, that it's it's just teaching them, hey, these are mm-hmm. the right things to do. Right. Um, I mean, so I was prepping to the upcoming kind of the Sunday. The the main teaching point is quote work hard. Now I'm I'm not <laughs> what I'm not I'm not trying to say that just frustrates me immediately. I'm not, and I'm not even trying to say you shouldn't work hard. You should work hard. There's just so many better ways to say that. There's amazingly better ways to say that. That's maybe the worst way they could have possibly put that is work hard. That's the right. point. Yeah, like, to their credit, I think they, they kind of intended to say work hard as unto the Lord. Right. Which is how I will be teaching that whole passage. But to just say work hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's just there's that's the ex- that isn't the message of the gospel at all right and even kind of uh going back to like student ministry days i was trying to find good student content to go through and a good amount of it just ended up being like just just don't touch each other please oh don't touch each other right um because if you do god will strike you blind and you're like what is happening uh and, and it's just intended it to be those things. Now, granted, I'm yeah. not claiming it's okay to have sex before marriage. In fact, I think a marriage, it, it, sorry, that um, engaging in sex is a gift between married couples. And if people aren't married, then don't have sex. Yeah. Um, and that's not a super controversial or unclear thing either. But like, I think the problem lies in like just the fact that we think, and this, this is what like adults sometimes start to believe too is Mm -hmm. that like it's better for us to just like not do those things and Mm -hmm. muscle through it instead of actually having like a relationship Mm -hmm. like the gospel yeah you know changing us yeah it it kind of changes christianity to be just behavior modification right instead of this kind of deep connection where me is giving way to the person of Christ through me and the Holy Spirit in me. Right. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, that was the thing. Did that... 
I realize this is a bit of me asking how I did as you're a youth pastor, but I, is that a common thread that's come up in student ministries of just instead of teaching scripture, um, it kind of comes off as teaching them ways to not do a sin. Yeah, I think I think that it's definitely. I mean, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. back to when you and my youth pastor, and honestly, I don't remember a lot of those times, so I wouldn't Fair. honestly be able to tell you. Fair, but um, I was just a, I was a wee child, mm-hmm. and I think that at least where I serve now, mm-hmm. that's not really a thing. Yeah, I think that sometimes it can be. Like we as um, serve staff or as a mm-hmm. student leader, like you need to be careful in the way you word things because Absolutely. I think that that is just a natural tendency of like what we hear. Mm-hmm. Like even me, like it's easy to read the Bible and like mm-hmm. read it in that way when you're completely missing the point of what God is trying to say. Right. And so I think that you as like, like as a serve staff person or a student leader, um, like you, I'm just trying to say all of like the yeah, different yeah. Yeah. church ways right. of calling. Um, but like as, as a person who is leading children or students, I think that you have to emphasize the why behind yeah. what you're asking them to do. Absolutely. More than what, what you're actually talking about. Like if you're talking mm-hmm. about um, being like – an example is last last Wednesday we were talking about um, like how men should treat women right. or how we as boys should treat girls, right. and and I think instead of like it's easy to say oh we need to treat them this way and this way and this mm-hmm. way but if you don't understand like right. nail in their heads first that we're doing this because this is the way Christ um, right tells us to treat them right. and we can't do it without Him. Um, renewing mm-hmm. us and sustaining us, mm-hmm. uh, like we can't do anything right. without Christ, and and it's understanding why, and that we don't even have the ability to do it without mm-hmm. Him. That is important to nail in first. Yeah, well, I mean, especially that topic too. The whole premise of that topic is that a marriage is intended to be a reflection of the way Christ treats the church mm-hmm. uh in 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 when that's done in a manner that is is it is kind of departing on god's intended way it's it's out of the blessing of of the a way god intended it and paints a bad picture of the church and of of christ and it it's a blessing that is meant to be enjoyed but in a specific context right um but but I think the bigger kind of a uh uh an issue that I have in a good amount of kids' content is that it kind of assumes the gospel mm-hmm. instead of building on a foundation of it. I mean, because a, a good amount of student ministries, and I disagree on this as a premise, they 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 state that their student ministry needs to be. Um, 
essentially a kind of a seeker friendly service now they they would never actually state that but they take that stat that people that tend to come to christ do so before the age of 18 i actually think that's a misinterpreted stat um i think it's true because that is the age that it happens but i think the main problem is that adults are phoning that one in so in instead of of just people coming to christ before the age of 18 well that's because the only people encouraged to go on these mission trips to evangelize their school or workplace are kids Mm -hmm. so i think instead of um i think the stat needs to even out a bit because there's people of all ages that need to come to christ so anyway but but all that being stated like a lot of student ministers are using their youth group as a means of communicating the bare gospel to attract people in and then teaching also don't cuss mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's kind of thing of like, well, why not? And if there isn't a foundation of gospel there, then don't cuss is just trying to, to modify their, their actions instead of actually building on, on, on a foundation of faith and an understanding of who Jesus is. Yeah. And and I think that's a fair amount of of problems. I mean, I I know as a student uh pastor, I had a big change about mm, probably about a year into it, a year and a half as I was going through a school and all that, I was challenged on a good amount of things to um I wanted to just preach through a book of the Bible and didn't think I could because it would, because I was always trapped under that idea of well, kids aren't interested in coming to hear a book of the Bible, right? And and if I had to go do it again, I would have absolutely just picked a book, preached through it a week at a time, and after I'm done, we'll pick a new one. I I I would totally do that again if I had to, and I know that goes against all the church growth kind of the models for student ministry, but I think if the word is preached in authenticity, mm-hmm. then then Christ. Or a God's going to take care of of the other parts by encouraging people in authenticity and in faithfulness. Right. I think that, I mean, that's, it's literally, it's easy to listen to all of these stats and like, mm-hmm. you know, especially because there's so many churches now and now there's these people that think that they're like experts at like the church growth thing, which is mm-hmm. true. Like, sure, there's right. things that you can do right. that help. Right. Whatever, but the point is, is that like, to to look at these statistics, like you're mm-hmm. saying, like these kids who were coming, who were coming to Christ uh, mm-hmm. in this specific age range, and then to like focus on that, just seems kind of odd, mm-hmm. and and that goes for any other church like method, like you're saying, whether it's preaching or all this mm-hmm. stuff that it's good for, for stats and stuff like yeah. that, but, I mean. Paul, uh, like, it's forever stuck in my mind. I don't know why this verse, I don't even know. I just probably, like, memorize the actual verse. Mm -hmm. But it's when Paul is talking about how we can can speak with loftiness Mm -hmm. and with rhetoric and, and we can sway people. To hear the gospel mm-hmm. by by buttering it up, by right. making it look all appetizing, and but that's it's not that's not the point yeah. of it, you know. Yeah. That we need to give what the true gospel is, and we need to preach it, and or not even preach it, but just share it in an authentic and genuine way, mm-hmm. um, because it stands for itself. Mm-hmm. 
that it doesn't need God doesn't need you to to try and and make it seem like it's better than it is. It's already perfect. And I think that that's where it's like mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes the it we kind of go astray and that right. like even I fall into this. Like I right. feel like I need to word it a specific way when I'm talking to someone, right. like word specific things in the Bible. Right. But if I truly trust and believe in God and that this is his actual thing that he wants us to share, mm-hmm. then I know that he's going to do whatever he wants with it. Right. I All he has called me to do is share it. Yeah. He doesn't call us to um, share it in a specific, very specific worded way so that we might not offend people. Mm-hmm. Like he calls us yeah. to just get it out there. Yeah. To, to teach it kind of unadulterated mm-hmm. a gospel i guess that passage actually comes from first corinthians 2 1 through 2 and says and i when i came to you brothers did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of god with lofty speech or wisdom because i decided to know nothing among you except jesus christ and him crucified and i i think they're they're the thing that he's trying to tell us is that there is a an, an importance of not coming to to flex our muscles as far as being able to like prove I'm the smartest because that was part of that back then is mm-hmm. is in the debates they're trying to prove they're smarter than every other person out there they're trying to um I mean they're trying to own the libs you know like oh what we're gonna do is gonna come out of here and say like try and beat that was a Ben Shapiro impression I'm sorry um, I'm not happy about it but it's where we are uh, they, if if they had Twitter they're trying to get their quotable out they're trying to appear better than all other people out there they're trying to dominate the debate um, and instead Paul is just coming and saying hey this is the gospel and teaching the gospel to the common person right. that they can understand it and I think for for the 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 struggle that I personally have with uh, children and student uh, ministry isn't that the content is bad. I I mean it is important to work hard. It's important to share. It's important to 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 tell the truth. To do all those things. Those things are one hundred percent important. But we view those as more pressing than understanding Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Right. That they think well. I'll have another chance to tell them the gospel, but they're about to throw everything or or throw out their whole future by having premarital sex. And, right. And that was kind of the, the, the problem of purity culture. And I think mm-hmm. that's also an, an unfair um, criticism of purity culture is calling it purity culture because what, what like... It's fine to be pure. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing to be pure. It's just they they, they based it off of a person's w- worth is based in their purity right. instead of being based in Christ. And right. if 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 I v- view their actions as more important or as more pressing than their future and eternal destiny, then I think I get at the problem wrong. Right. That, that the more pressing thing is where they spend eternity because they're not even guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. If they're planning on making bad choices, they may 
and not actually get a chance to do that. A thing may happen. They get car crash, any of those things. And if they've, if I've punted on telling them the gospel in order to be positive that they don't tell a lie at home, then I think I am kind of a failure at, at, at pastoral work because I've taught them morals, but I haven't taught them gospel. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's so crazy too, because like it's, it's easy to just like lose fact that the gospel provides those things that we want to teach mm-hmm. that are good to teach, right. but it, it shows right. those in a natural way that it's right. the fruit of a kid instead right. of them just forcing themselves to, right. to not look at a woman lustfully. You know, it's right. It's something that it's it's God actually helping me and working on me mm-hmm. and changing my view of a woman instead of me just not really changing my view of a woman, but just trying mm-hmm. to just trying to shut it out, you know, a little bit longer. So maybe right. you know, like it's it's a completely different it's one sustainable and one isn't, you right. know. Right. Absolutely. You know, Evan, um I'll brag on Evan. He doesn't listen, it's fine. Uh <laughs> He he was um oh I'm trying to be totally fair to some of the other details though so we'll just go with it uh, he was in a group that they they were having to make skits to mm-hmm. give publicly right to youth and they were live skits <laughs> anyway um, this isn't funny for. <laughs> And it, not even funny, the, but just like this is funny for two of you who listen to this. Anyway, so yeah. um, their their skit, kind of the first copy of it, it was, um, he kind of called me saying it's like it's just a don't have sex skit, and and I'm like okay, why not? And and he's bringing up that they told them it's like well because because there's STDs because it's dangerous because all this I'm like. All that's true. Okay, why is that upsetting? And I was kind of taking him through it a bit, and he was like, "Because that's not the point." I'm like, what is the point? Just, just getting him to that to say, like, tell me the point. Then, if the point is to not have sex before marriage, why not? Um, right. And 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 getting him to think through that, and and then encourage him to 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 teach his group. That the point isn't because STDs are scary, but because God is is crafting this connection between a man and a woman that is meant to glorify him. Right. And that when they step out of that, there are things that are out of the blessing of God that can be consequences such as STDs, uh, you know, all this and that. But the point isn't the STDs. The point is the glory of God. And so he actually penned this like two page paper thing and, and taught it to his group and it, they, it, they were transformed by it. They, it changed their thinking because now they're thinking in a biblical manner instead right. of just control the behavior, control the behavior, control the behavior. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, that's the, the issue is that if it's just trying to control actions, then we have missed the entirety of the gospel by trying to tell people essentially they can be ushered into eternity just by doing the right thing. Right. And that's just not how scripture goes in any sense or in any 
any context. Scripture doesn't ever maintain that a a man can act into eternity by just doing enough good things. Right. Um, in Ephesians two, chapter four through ten, it actually tells us the the opposite of that. That it's not our our actions that bring us to eternity, but it's actually Christ. Right. So, Caleb, do you want to go ahead and yeah. read Ephesians? But two, God, four ten. sorry, Ephesians two four through ten. I'm sorry, my brain blanked on the. Numbers. Are you gonna let me read it, Danny? Or are you just <laughs> go ahead. Whenever you're ready. But Any God, now. okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show us show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So as Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, he's actually telling them that it's not actually anything you do to earn anything you get. Right. And there are some real clear distinctions that Paul is trying to make about your own actions. Like it's... If, if I'm able to do that, then I'm able to boast. But the only thing I can boast in is in Christ because it's Christ that does everything on our behalf. And I think there's some great qualities of God in here that are, are, are on kind of complete display by, mm-hmm. by our understanding of who God is and everything he's doing. I mean, first right. of all, it says God is rich in mercy. Right. That, that there is this outpouring and abundance of, of mercy that's been given to mankind kind of despite all the reasons man has given God not to. Yeah. And and I I mean to think through it that God being rich in mercy and because of the great love that God has given to us made us to be alive even when we were dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that that concept that one, I don't know, that one's kind of a little bit scary because it's so very plain. And I've watched people try and push back on this in a theological context of um, dead in our trespasses is dead. Right. You know, not to, to to butcher the princess bride, but like, ma, mostly dead is not fully dead. You know, like, yeah. no, no, this dead. Right. Super dead. And when someone's dead, there's uh, not much you can do to resurrect yourself. Right. I've never watched a dead man by his own works come alive. Yeah. Because it's just not going to happen. Right. Because you're dead. Because he's dead. <laughs> you know. Uh, but but then it's not even the the making us, you know, come out of the grave. It's the 
raising us up and putting him, oh, sorry, putting us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right. It's, it's the, it's, it's, it's the, we were dead and then God made us to not be dead and then took us to be actually alive. Yeah. You know, like there's all, it's almost two different processes going on there that I think are hugely important that we were dead by our own merit and, and Christ took our death on himself and then brought us to the places of heaven with him. Right. Yeah. I think it's huge because it's not like, it's, it's crazy that the fact that like God would, would save us, Mm -hmm. but also he lavishes all of these things upon us. Right. That we're not just alive, but we're free. And mm-hmm. and we are loved by a good God. Mm-hmm. And in that not only does he want to make us alive, mm-hmm. but he wants to make us continually to look more like him. Right. And that's, that's something that is right. huge. We were kind of talking before the podcast a bit about the phrase um, immeasurably rich. Mm-hmm. And and just kind of understanding that a bit that that uh, <laughs> that that in bringing us to these places, God is trying to to sh- show us the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Right. That that there's this this you know, and and I do think it's a bit different than kind of the cake. Uh, explanation because all of us mm-hmm. have had cake like too rich right. um and i i can't think of i don't think that's a fair comparison to the blessings of heaven do you well, know like yeah too much scale it back a little bit you know like no i can't i'm physically incapable of but to understand that god is more abundant in these things in 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 grace and kindness towards right. us in Christ Jesus, that that it is unable to be, or the abundance and overflow is unable to be a measured right. in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I think that that's a great way to put it. Abundant, and and not only abundant, mm-hmm. but to the point where like yeah, like we can't right. even comprehend right. the abundance of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. it's a huge, because yeah, like you said, it's not, it's not just, it's not just that he's kind. It's not right. just that he's loving or that right. he's graceful, um, but he is immeasurably rich in those things. Right. That it is too much for us to even comprehend. Yeah. Like the, the that's, it's just crazy. Like that we get to serve a God mm-hmm. that that has those attributes and that just dumps them on us and dumps them. And it's just like, it's so much that we can't even comprehend it. Right. I mean, but there, there isn't in this passage though, there is a comparison that's being made a bit. Um, You know, the comparison between, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God so that no one may boast. It's not our own ability. Right. It's actually in Christ. The phrase in Christ or with Christ. Actually, I'm I'm almost um you know, towards the beginning there, I'm I'm willing to bet in the Greek it's still the same pronoun as it as in Christ. Mm-hmm. That that kind of the phrase comes up one, two, three, 
four four or five times in this uh four or five um that, that that this is stated over and over and over because it's an important aspect of it that it's not that a god is just giving this to all people because he's not right. um, but is giving it to those in christ he's giving it to christ and us who are in christ yep. are a part of that blessing as god is sorry as god the father is pouring out the love that he has on Christ right when we identify with Christ and our identity in his are coming together through marriage through the bond of a marriage between Christ and the church mm-hmm. we participate in the love that the father and the son have by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's 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 an important note, like you're saying, that mm-hmm. it, it is in Christ Jesus. That there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do, but it's God who who brought us in mm-hmm. and and that we get to experience experience this because we are in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. and that we can't do that severed from him. Right. That we right. we can't we can't boast that we right. got there. We can't do any of this stuff. Nor do I think like this is just another thing. Nor do I think that we would. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who is actually in Christ Jesus would not boast that this is right. their own. Yeah. Um because you would be insane to like yeah. to experience what God has given you and be like, "Oh, right. Wow, I'm so you know, it's. And I mean, the the closer I've got to Christ, the 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 more I understood how little I actually deserve to be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like the closer I've gotten, the more it's just been like, why am I here? Are you sure? Are you sure I should still be here? Right. Are we Are we good, homie? I mean, just and 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 the closer I've gotten, the more that I've understood that I don't actually belong here. The more that God has drawn us to himself of, of going, you are absolutely right. You don't deserve to be here now. Come closer. Right. It's like, but I don't even deserve to be here. And God's like, you absolutely a hundred percent correct. You do not deserve to be here, but by the grace and the mercy of God come closer. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of, of, of the Christian walk and, and, as it pertains to 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 the doing the right thing, it's actually we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works that are prepared beforehand. Right. Um, I mean, Ephesians very clear about that. The there is when I am in Christ, there are an abundance of good works I am created to do, all to the glory of God. But to put the works before the in Christ mm-hmm. is to yep. miss the entire point of the gospel that we are unable to actually do them outside of Christ. Right. It is in Christ and not apart or to earn Christ grace. Yeah. That's why I love this. That it like, like you said, it says in Christ so many times that mm-hmm. it is like undeniable to, to be able to connect right. us doing works without being in Christ. Right. But it is so important for us to be in Christ that 
that they're not even they're not even good works. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. even describe them as good works before he talks about that it's in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because works. <laughs> you, you, you're not even the, the, this isn't even a product of your mediocre works. Yeah. <laughs> even your bad works don't get you here. You know, like, yeah. like your, your best I can do garbage didn't get you here. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's important. Like that we cannot have good works unless yeah. we are in Christ. Yeah. And I think that that is obviously an intentional in mm-hmm. him saying that. But like, because what what are our works if we are not in Christ? They amount to nothing. They are literal garbage. Yep. Like it's children making. You're just pies. wasting yeah. your time, and and that's why going back to what you were talking about earlier, it's so important for us that we need to teach the gospel before we teach um, mm-hmm. what should be fruits of the gospel. Right. Because you can't have fruit, which is a good work. Right. Unless you're in Christ right. first, you can't have the fruit if if, if if it's not actually coming from the tree. And that's what you know. I I'm actually I'm just gonna brag on. Uh, I'm just gonna say his name because who cares? Uh, our student minister, um, at the church I go to, his name is Matt, and and that's why I, I love the sermon that he gave last night because we were talking about how to be a godly man. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the sermon, he says, but like all of this does not matter. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to be a godly man, you need to surrender your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. You need to be in Christ. And I think that that like is just summing up. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of what we're talking about, that none of this is achievable right. unless you're in Christ. And that's more important than you focusing on being a godly man right now. It's just that you would surrender to him. Right. It's the first step. Right. Not only to, to being a godly man, but just like in general, it's the first step you need to take mm-hmm. to just have good fruits. There's a quote from a uh, from C.S. Lewis that kind of came to my mind on this. It's from the Weight of Glory, and he's kind of talking about this a little bit. But he says it would seem that our lord finds our our desires not too strong but too weak we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by offering oh sorry by the offering of a holiday at the sea we are far too easily pleased mm-hmm. and it's kind of getting into the 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 our works are just the the pursuit of stupid and selfish ambition that is yeah. is just a child making a mud pies and saying i i do good instead mm-hmm. of understanding the the glory that comes out of being in the presence of god that is far beyond anything our expectations and ability can achieve right uh, <laughs> i just i i enjoy that imagery of just like just as a child with no ambition making mud pies and in another factor you know? here is that like and this is another, I can't remember the philosopher, but I, my mom would know. So she'll probably listen to this like mm-hmm. two months later and text us. <laughs> Hello, future Karen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, hey, mom. Um, 
But there's a philosopher, it might be Plato or something, but there's mm. like two men in a cave staring. There's a fire behind them and they're staring at the wall. And it's like their shadows cast, right? Or it's mm-hmm. dark or something like that. And one of them actually ventures out of the cave and he's like, wow, like this is great and mm-hmm. everything. Um, and and then he goes to tell the other guy, mm-hmm. right? But he's like, no, this is great. Look at this dark shadow flickering on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is all I need. But he's like, no, Guy, right. there, there's like a whole world out right. there. Like you don't right. even understand. I've only touched the surface. Like right. it's not, I can't even comprehend it that like, and and I think that that's an important factor and that's kind of similar to what he's saying here. But like, mm-hmm. why would the kid know um, that there's anything better? Right. Like it is our job that we have gotten to taste right. the immeasurable riches of God. Right. And they don't know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is our job to tell these people about what we have mm-hmm. found. Right. And and I think that that's, that's like another point here right. is that if we aren't telling people about the gospel, we can't like. Right. Well, I mean, that's part of the, the good works prepared in advance for us to do. I mean, you know, Paul doesn't not talk about actions. He actually mm-hmm. is kind of implying the actions are important. It's just the order is importanter right. uh, that, that we're created in Christ Jesus for good works I mean you know the person that goes like hey I've come to Christ and now I can do all the sin that I want to do because God will forgive me has totally missed the point right um, the point is we are created to do the good things out of the abundance of goodness of God and and to proclaim that to the people that God's put in our context that if I'm going to a job then I need to be proclaiming the gospel to the people at my job. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to school, I need to proclaim the gospel to the people at, at my school. And this doesn't I mean stand up on a table and scream it, although that could actually be it, yeah. but to actually spend the time talking to them and gospel the other person. Right. Uh, gospel them, give them grace, and be be public about the faith that you hold and the reason why you hold it. Right. Um but but it is out of the abundance of God's grace and mercy that we are able to do the things he's called us to do. Right. And I think especially today, you know, 2021, that is kind of the, the, the call to the Christian is to do the good works God has called us to do, but understand their basis is in the goodness and glory and greatness and richness of God. Right. Uh, it has gotten too easy to try and merit our own faith or, or 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 merit our own eternity by trying to browbeat people to behave in a specific manner, thinking that they'll come to Christ if they're clean enough. Right. And that's backwards. Yeah. It's I can't can't get clean. I can't twist a person into being clean enough to be approachable to come to God. Yeah. They they have to come to God, and it's God who cleans them and gives them His righteousness. And it's just teaching a wrong view of the Father as well. Right. That's like right that God's just cared about that God just cares about their actions. Yeah, I mean we that's literally like the opposite of like the prodigal mm-hmm. son story. That's like Jesus telling this parable, mm-hmm. and and it's actually the prodigal right. 
prodigal son has to whip himself into shape a little bit, right? You know, before he comes back to the father, he has to get right. a good job, he has right. to find a wife. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but that's not what Jesus said. Yeah, and I think the hardest part, especially for modern Christianity, is not being the other, uh, the older brother. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the younger brother, he was a yeah. mess, but are we prepared if? the younger brother comes home yeah and gets the same inheritance we get even though he might have squandered it a little bit different and that are are, are we prepared that there might be people who disagree right. on an uh, just an ideology not theology but an ideology and granted i do think there is objective truth and things that are good and bad and that is being pushed and and the boundaries being being slowly edged out every day but are we prepared to demonstrate that the father is a good father Mm -hmm. in that we are in the abundance of Christ's grace and mercy to welcome them home just as the father did. Yeah. And that's the sad part about like going back to like C.S. Lewis's Mm -hmm. um, kind of analogy here is that like Mm -hmm. we still, even though we've tasted and seen God, right? We still look at the mud pies and think that that's that's actually kind of I did good though, good. right? Like, yeah, and I put pretend cherries on top of the fake pie, and I think that's like that's the reason that mm-hmm. we we start to act like the older brother in the prodigal son stories. That like, mm-hmm. just being raw here, like we I know that everyone has probably at some point in their life right. who's a Christian um, looked at the life of an unbeliever and been like, wow, like. I want to sin like that. They, they just came to I, Christ, but like uh-huh. they they got to have sex before marriage. Right. They got to do all of right. the drugs. They got to right. to buy all these fancy cars and feel right. you know, like they they got to live their life however they, they wanted. Yeah, 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 they got to squander things, and I I I had to dedicate my whole life to Christ. Ugh. Right, and <laughs> and in that we've we've mm-hmm. taken our eyes off mm-hmm. of God. And and looked back at the mud pie, mm-hmm. and it's like so annoying that we still do that. Like, yeah, and and it doesn't even make yeah. sense. I mean, but, but to uh, to go back to Ephesians, I think it's just a framing problem mm-hmm. because because mm-hmm. the actual kind of the phrasing is, gosh, I can't believe they got to be dead for longer. Yeah, you know, like that. That's the actual. If yep. I if I'm actually coming to this, I wanted to be dead for longer. I wanted to be more dead before I be- would become alive. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Everyone in high school or middle school has thought like, "I hope the rapture doesn't occur before I get married." <laughs> you know, like yeah, no, what? no. Yeah. So, it, uh, uh, the best example of this came from a comedian, a Christian comedian, who said that we've compared the eternal glory and greatness mm-hmm. of God with just like a six second orgasm. You know, like yeah. Compliment, yeah. you know, like I want to have this first before Ugh. the eternal. I don't know if we're allowed to say orgasm on this podcast. Is this an explicit tag? Um, oh my god! Hey yeah. kids, this one's not for you. Sit it out. No, but you're uh, sort like I wish like, that I could keep this mental right. mindset for like the rest of my life. But right. I know next week I'm gonna have a freaking time. Right. Where I'm like wow. Right. Yeah, like that. Exact, I want to do cocaine. You know, yeah. like why can't I do cocaine? You know. And I, yeah, I think that <laughs> it just goes to show that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, that sanctification yeah. is a thing. Yeah. It's a process. A progressive sanctification. Yeah. Um, 
But but I mean that is the argument though. It's like I want to be dead more before I become alive. Yeah. And when you say that, that sounds insane. Yeah. And everyone knows it sounds insane. So that is a good frame to put do, it. Do I mean the question that comes down to do we actually think the gospel is good news or not? Because mm-hmm. if I think it's good news, then I get to go, wow, I was dead and now I'm alive. And here's this other person that is dead and wants to be in in and wants to come come back in Christ Jesus. And and by the grace of God, he was dead and now is alive. When I understand that I got that first. Right. And God in his mercy, I don't I don't even know if that's the right term could even use me to give him glory by by a man that was dead coming alive i think i can have more joy that a person has stopped doing things that are killing them right yeah you know as it comes down to do we actually think that sin is bad which right. of course Everyone's going to answer, of course we do, but we act as if we don't. Right. And I think it's honestly, I think a lot of it is because for me at least, Mm -hmm. because I don't always feel that we, and we don't always see like the true Mm -hmm. consequences of sin. Yeah. Like we can, we can see the earthly consequences, which, which is why I feel like we do focus Mm -hmm. on ones like. Um, like sex mm-hmm. and, and like stuff that like affects our lives. It all affects our lives just right. in a different way, right, but right. some more than others, I guess, maybe I don't even know if that's true, but I think that we don't actually ever see unless we, unless it's someone who isn't saved, unfortunately, yep. the true consequences of sin. Right. And I think that if we knew what was on the other side, Mm-hmm. And this is, this isn't a way to say it uh-huh. where it's like, oh, I'm I'm just in a relationship with Jesus because I don't want to go to hell. Right. But like, if we knew that, like, what it actually was and right. what it actually meant, I feel like we'd take so, this a lot more seriously and be more grateful to what God has offered us. I want that to be true. The parable of the dead man and Lazarus who stands like, I'm already dead. That's fine. I'm dead. Can I go back and tell them that it sucks down here. Yeah, that's and, true. And they're straight up like, it's not going to work. Yeah. We've already told them, even if you come back, like that's the terrifying part is there. Even if you come back from the dead, they're still not going to listen. Yeah. Like I like to believe should my dead relatives come back and say, Danny, you've got it. You screwed it all up. I, I would like to believe that maybe I would, you know, at least hear them out, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they, that they would still, they still wouldn't bow to Christ to 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 him as king and even going through the book of Revel you know, the good old book of Revelation, um, even in the end knowing who Jesus is and his mm-hmm. glory and power and all that, they still refuse to bow. Yeah. Understanding, uh, understanding everything, yeah, and, and knowing that he is King of Kings, and 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 they still won't bow. It's and it, that's the sad part is, 
are we w- willing to bow to Christ as king over all things? Or is it just the stubbornness that's going to win out mm-hmm. until the end of time? And right. if I'm willing to bow, then I need to bow a hundred percent, you know, yeah. to give up the things that are, are the mud pies to give up the things that are the death because there is a greater thing in Christ than there is outside of him. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess so our 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 challenge then is 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 to as as obviously like going through our bibles, going through, you know, ministry content, all of that check that the gospel is the foundation and not the afterthought. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I acting out of an abundance of the gospel and grace that God's given to me through Jesus Christ? Or am I trying to do behavior modification right. in hopes that, that, that I'll be good enough to approach God and say, God, I earned my way here. And that's a, a difficult question to ask. And I think that's a good question to ask in, in quiet time and and in earnesty and say, all right, God, do what you got to do. But hey, here I am, um, and give God time to speak in that because I think the answer will be very surprising to all of us, not just Caleb and I, but to mm-hmm. all of us as God starts to point things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Caleb. Well, Danny, if they have questions or comments or anything else that they're interested in us talking about, it was kind of a fun episode to just take a chunk of scripture and unpack it and and go through that. But if there are other topics that people are interested in us talking about, where can they go? You can go to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special. There will be a form there that you can fill out to either ask us a question or say hello. Um, Me and Danny always appreciate hearing from you guys. We do. And you can also go to nobody special podcast on Instagram and Facebook and you can follow us there and you will, be able to comment and DM us to ask us or say hello. Um, and where else? There's an, Oh, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Yes. If you want to see our for now faces. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the things we said are just like pending as of <laughs> January 15th. Yep. Yeah. And, and you can oh, watch us there and you can comment there if you want to mm-hmm. ask us questions as well or say hello. If you were checking out the audio and felt the need like, hey, I want to see what their face looks like. You don't. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're This is what God gave us to work with, but here we are. So, no, we, uh, Caleb and I do appreciate everyone who tunes into the show week in, week out. Caleb and I enjoy making it. We have fun doing it. Um, and, yes. and this is just, it's a good time. We, 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 all of us don't spend uh, a penny on 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 trying to buy ads or any of that. Um, and it helps us out too. Maybe one to, day. I just got to let Danny let loose of that penny. Uh, when, when he gets a couple <laughs> friends, then maybe. Uh, but... Uh, Cam and I do appreciate any time anybody give uh, gives a shout out to the show, gives a share, any of that. Yeah. That's how our podcast has grown, um, word of uh, mouth, and it's actually got a weird international audience that's so super dope. Uh, and both of us are really appreciative of that in our audience. Yes. We love you guys. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Well, Caleb, I think that's going to do it for us today. Yep. I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. Special.